You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, if you have nothing going on this weekend or if you're planning to go to the Marlins, well, do I got news for you. There's a way to get down to the Marlins game without using your car, without the gridlock, without the headache, without the frustration. This morning, I-95 was a disaster. Palm Beach County, Broward County, and Miami-Dade County. Take the train, would you? Brightline. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Premium seating. You get your premium seating ticket, you show up to the station, free snacks, and that beautiful, beautiful free drink. Mine is the Pinot Noir. Mm -mm -mm, Nothing, nothing gets your Brightline experience off better than a little Pinot in the system. Then you get on the Brightline train, your premium seating. If you choose to go that route, regardless, you're going to get free Wi-Fi, comfortable seating, and a chance to chill and not have to deal with gridlock by the premium seating. What am I doing again? Oh, yeah, Pinot. Right in the old gullet. Use the home runner train. Brings you down to Miami Central Station. Ride share over to Lone Depot Park. Watch the Marlins come back right after the final pitch and get right back home on Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. Every week we talk to the wisest man I know. He is a maven in the business world. He is an outstanding father. He also is a youth coach of wide variety. The man traverses the country and the globe doing business with some of the biggest movers and shakers in the sports marketing industry. It is time now for Steve Politzina, a Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, and Ask Steve's. Steve Paulette Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's on Ken LaVica Live. You've got mail. Steve Paulette Senior gives us his very, very, very tight time every single week to allow you to ask him questions about anything because, as I said, he is worldly and he knows a lot about a lot. And he joins us here on Ken LaVica Live. Uh, Steve, I, I was told that you are in the beautiful city of Las Vegas. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Good mor- Good. Well, good morning for me. Good afternoon for you. Okay, out in Vegas. And uh, excited to hit NBA Summer League uh, a little bit later today. All right. So I want to ask you about that real quick because Stone Stone and I are constantly conversing on text um, uh, outside of work. And he gets all pumped up about things like the Summer League. And he was all on the Chet Holmgren bandwagon yeah. after one single game. His debut in the Summer League where Chet's... Uh, shooting threes and blocking taco fall. But then the next time Chet Holmgren hits the floor, Kenny Lofton, a guy who I saw his entire college career at Louisiana Tech because La Tech and FAU were in the same conference, Kenny Lofton worked him. He's a, I mean, Kenny absolutely bucket, crapped though. on him. So then Stone was super quiet. And my thing is, Summer League is great. <laughs> it's awesome to be there. But what does this stuff mean? How do you derive enjoyment from this, Steve? <laughs> well, I like going... I've been out here a few times for summer league and I like going to, to it because the guys you see it's, it's yes, the Chet Holmgren's so you can get an early feel for them, but it's those guys that end up, you know, having NBA careers that you didn't quite know about. Like maybe Lofton who isn't quite, you know, a household name. And like four teams later, 
you're like, oh, I saw him in summer league <laughs> in 2022. Uh-huh. I'm not surprised. You know, he ended up hanging around. So that's why I like it because you get you, you get to get familiar with some names and faces that likely, you know, quite likely won't be on the team you see them play in the summer. But you know, you get a feel for their game for when they do uh, hang around the league for a while. If now, they do. Steve Palatine, or Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, extremely successful businessman. He bestows his wisdom on us every week here on Ken Levick Alive. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. So I want to ask you, uh, you have uh, partners, you have associates, you're in Vegas, and you want to take them to a nice dinner. Now, I know you're a salt-of-the-earth man. You, you come from, from humble beginnings, and so you don't need to be extravagant, go over the top, but sometimes you need to impress some people, rub some elbows a little bit as you do oh, yeah. in the corporate world. Uh, where is, is a Las Vegas nice dinner favorite of Steve Politziner's? Well, good call, uh, Kenny. Um, staying at the uh, Cosmo uh, Hotel and in the Cosmo, in the Cosmopolitan, is a, uh, a well-known steakhouse called STK. Okay. I didn't make the reservation; someone else in our party did. But there are STKs, you know, all over, you know, all over the place. It's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a chain, but a very good one. Um, and I'm going to go with that. I, you know, anything about me or eating there at the next table over from us last night? The entire Miami Heat coaching staff, including Eric Spolstra. So I figure, oh. you know, if that's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Absolutely. And, yes, it's a name drop. That is awesome. That is legitimately awesome. Did you ask Spo, uh, hey, have you heard anything about KD? <laughs> or what about Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> no, no, but there were, you know, uh, there were plenty of people going. And <laughs> I don't know if they were interrupting his meal, but definitely a lot of uh, people going over to say hi. And, you know, um, yeah, you know, I think guys in town who maybe want to get a look on the heat. There are a lot of there are a lot of players, NBA players, at that uh, restaurant last night, as you can imagine. Um, so no, I didn't get in the uh, in the rece- in the reception line for Spo, uh, <laughs> but plenty of other people did. Uh, we, we let him we let him enjoy his meal. But see, it, that's because Steve has been around some of the biggest names in all of sports. He doesn't get starstruck. It's just business as usual for the great Steve Politiner, Palm Beach County Hall of Famer. Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Now, before we get to to ESPN 106.3 fan questions this week for you, Steve, uh, I want to ask Stone Lebanowitz the same thing I asked you. Hey, Stone, when you're in Vegas, what's your idea of a nice dinner? Because, Steve, you need to hear this story. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I uh, spent some time in Vegas, threw some bets down, spent a weekend there. And uh, similar to Steve, I went to a chain, a very good one. And we went to the Caesars Palace, and we were looking for a place to spend a lot of money. How much money? Like like 400 bucks mm-hmm. between the two of us mm-hmm. is what ended up being spent. But we uh, took our talents to the Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> and we thought, it was, we thought we were bigwigs. And then Steve's over here sitting with Spo. Uh, Steve, $400 at the Cheesecake Factory. Stone <laughs> and one other friend, right? Yeah, just one yeah, friend. It was two people, what, Stone what, and his boy what, at the Cheesecake Factory. What did you spend $400 on at the Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> a bunch, a bunch. We had actually placed in a bet on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, that cash. So we were like, let's just spend everything we just won. And uh, I don't I don't remember. We just fine dined. I, and I, I don't remember what our, our – I'd probably have a screenshot – of what our receipt or what our ticket looked like. How did two people spend four hundred dollars at the cheesecake I factory? I know. I had the same uh, question. Did you try like... every piece of cheesecake, or was it like a lit? It or was. Was it? Uh, was this on? Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, you were of age. Is this? Was this uh, on, sure on alcohol and liquor? 
Yeah, the okay. alcohol and liquor uh, was involved, but it was like the, the, the fanciest thing on the menu of like the group. So like the steak, oh, that one's 86 bucks. We'll try that one. Or, or this pasta, this one's a lot more expensive than the rest of them. We'll take that one. And we just wanted to spend what we had won. While it's embarrassing, it's also kind of impressive. Well, like to get to 400 at the Cheesecake Factory, I agree. It's like one of those challenges. Like you had, but I mean, you were you, you, you could have gone anywhere. Yeah, go, right. You know, why not go to some, you know, even a higher end steakhouse or you know meal, uh, you know, Hakkasan, you know, and, that was um, uh, Japanese food, something like yeah, you know, get go get Kobe beef, you know, for. I don't think Cheesecake Factory has Kobe beef. No, well, that, I, was, I, that was my end for us. I told Stone I could drive him to the Boca Town Center and him and I could dine together at the Cheesecake <laughs> Factory uh, going to yeah, Vegas. exactly. Uh, exactly. Steve Falcina exactly. with us here on ESPN 106.3. Um, uh, first question from, uh, from a fan here. This is Bobby and Lake Worth, and it's appropriate with you being in Vegas. Other than slots and sports betting, I knew – to gambling, what's an easy casino game for a novice? Uh, well, the easiest novice casino game is roulette. I mean, you just pick a number, uh, a color, a group of numbers, and you put a bet down on what you th- and then if uh, there's a little ball and a wheel, and if the when the wheel stops, um, if the ball is on that number or color, you win. I mean, it's a, there's no there's no lower logic. There's literally no logic to, to the game. I think that's an easy one. And you can do it relatively inexpensively, and, you know, if you want to, like, stretch the time, you okay. know, if you're looking to make this, uh, you know, some fun. On the flip side, craps would be the opposite. Uh, you're, I mean, you could blow everything in almost immediately. Um, so it's a game you have to have some dollars to be willing to, you know, be able to go down to come back, and you could be done in an instant. So I like roulette as, an, as, a, as a good, solid uh, beginner's game to, um, you know, to enjoy some time, stretch some time out when gambling. All right, Bobby. Bobby with an I, by the way. So Steve says uh, roulette there for uh, for for Bobby. Uh, what do you make of Roger Goodell saying that Sunday ticket likely is going to be a streaming option, perhaps as early as next year? I just want to tap your business mind real quick because we actually had some tweets about uh, the other day, the NFL being behind the game when it comes to streaming, and Roger Goodell saying today, hey, Sunday ticket, we think it's going to be a streaming service moving forward. What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, not, not a big surprise, Kenny. We know that's where things are, you know, we know that's where things are headed, and we know names like, you know, ESPN um, and, uh, you know, Apple are uh, in the in the discussion for it. So it's definitely going to be a technology partner from an ESPN standpoint. It's not so dissimilar than, you know, UFC on ESPN with the drive to move things towards ESPN plus. So, and from, and remember with streaming, whether you're streaming on a, you know, a a regular traditional, like large television, the, uh, the ESPN app is now embedded or the ESPN plus app is now embedded in so many of those and and then obviously from a mobile you know standpoint, just to be able to access that uh, so much more makes makes a ton of sense, and it's definitely a huge move for the NFL, a big choice uh, for the NFL. It's going to be you know it's going to be big dollars. We know we we know that Sunday Ticket basically was the entire reason. Um, uh, yeah, excuse me. We know like you know we, we was was the entire reason. 
um, for that network's existence for all this for all this time. So um, one of the huge huge uh, move whoever gets you know the, whoever gets the Sunday ticket and um, and obviously massive revenue you know for the NFL. Uh, here with Steve Pollard, senior Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, uh, business extraordinaire here on ESPN 106.3. It's Ash Steves. He is able to instill his wisdom on us every single week here on ESPN 106.3. So do you realize that 12 years ago today was the decision, LeBron James taking his talents to South Beach? That was 12 years ago today. I thought this morning when I saw that, it made me feel extremely old. What do you remember about that night for yourself personally, Steve? Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. I remember it came out a little bit before that the decision was made. I think it was at the time, um, Chris uh, Broussard, uh-huh. who was like the, the main NBA reporter for ESPN. And he had it. He had it that that LeBron was, you know, was going to Miami. So at that point, it was just let's hear, him, you know, let's hear him say it. Uh, never quite understood why he left Cleveland in that, or if I were, I said at the time, if I were him, I would have done some first separately said, I don't want to drag Cleveland through this. I've made, you know, Cleveland is not going to be where I'm going to, you know, um, play. I'll always love Cleveland. Something special for Cleveland versus leaving them in the like same vein. Am I going to Cleveland? Or am I going to, you know, like the Nets? <laughs> like they should, or, or, or obviously the Heat where he ended up. Um, so there, you know, there was that, there was that. And just, yeah, the forum, you know, to do it was like the ultimate. Remember, it, I think we always look at when co- for college recruiting, you know, we put on the hat and, you know, like LeBron loved Ohio State, loved football. I think it was his sort of chance to do that. That That's the chance he never had to do. So I always thought he was trying to do that, that college football um, mentality. And, you know, obviously he was, you know, highly criticized. However, you know, coming to the Heat was just an incredible, fun run, uh, particularly particularly to be uh, around the team, you know, big three, you know, during that time. Um, and it obviously created the NBA super teams, which, you know, have are now a, a commonality in the NBA. So I want to wrap with this because we started the show asking, since the decision, if you wipe out the Heat championship runs with LeBron, what is the best moment in South Florida sports history? Uh, so... Yeah, we we were shocked. That leaves very little. Like things have really been sucky down here, other than the heat. Uh, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I heard you say that. Yeah, yeah I know. really bad. Like you don't really realize it until you actually talk it through. So we had like the Miami Miracle, a number of Jimmy Butler uh, moments, uh, the Canes yeah. beating Notre Dame, things like that. But you being a Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, I was thinking since the decision, what is the best moment in Palm Beach County sports history? And I came up with these three moments. Okay. Lamar Jackson winning the Heisman, the inception of the Boca Raton Bowl, and Tiger Woods committing to the Honda Classic for the first time in 2012. What do you make of those as the top three Palm Beach oh, County sports great. moments? Yeah. Uh, you know, off the... Uh, ESPN 106.3 uh, moving uh, out of, from Palm Beach Lakes. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Who who cares where you go to work, Ken? That's a real important moment. It's like where you park is a real important moment in probably County history. Yeah. Uh, um, I think those uh, those are good ones. 
certainly, you know, you have to think of, yeah, the Honda yeah. and what, you know, what the Honda has meant. I, I mean, the Boca Bowl, huge yeah. first bowl game, right, in, in Palm Beach County, really um, helped continue to put FAU, you know, on the map and, and, and solidify, I, I think, you know, solidify Palm Beach County from a, you know, a fertile environment raising great NFL football players, which, you know, none more, none more noteworthy than Lamar. Uh, wow, you have a great list. You, you have a great, you have a really great list. I mean, you know, when you go, when you think about the things here, you know, you think about spring training, yeah. you know, being here. There have been the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. So many, yeah. Yeah, ballpark of Palm Beach is launching. There's so many amazing, like, amateur events that the Palm Beach County Sports Commission brings in and championships. Um, the Savannah Bananas uh, visiting uh, yeah. Palm Beach County. I think, <laughs> How about infamy? Um, Inf- I think you- I, like there, there's infamy. The ESPN 106.3 Top 63 list not having Lamar Jackson as the number one player going into his senior year of high school. That's wow. an infamous well, I moment. You're- you're, I mean, that's you, right? You're, uh, you're, you're on I the have no idea that. what you're talking so, about. I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. get out and do your research a little <laughs> bit, uh, Kenny. Uh, I think you hit him. I, I really do. I think, I think you have captured uh, so many of those, yeah, so many of those important moments right there. I, don't, oh, I think all three of those are great. Uh, and then I want to bring in Stone on this because uh, he's a Treasure Coast guy, and I don't want to uh, overlook the Treasure Coast here. Other than Golf Stone, since you are Treasure Coast three uh, through and through seven seven two in your heart, what's the uh, the greatest moment since the decision in Treasure Coast sports history? Yeah, so I think I'd go with two of them, and they're both football related. But I think the hometown hero Justin Simmons becoming the highest paid player in the NFL. I mean, safety. That's the that highest played safety in the yeah. NFL. What did I say, player? Player. I apologize. Yeah, he's the got highest, ways to go wow, to get to Sean. Yeah. I, I apologize, yeah. but the highest paid safety in yeah, the league. I was, yeah. I think I think yep. we rejoice that as fans and I spent a little time in Fort Pierce playing some ball and I know how much it means to them down there in, up there in the 772 but Khalil Mack winning defensive player of the year and becoming Those kind of good. a household name from Fort Pierce West but I think are two that we cheer and rejoice on a constant. Those are good ones. And Stone the Banowitz winning a playoff game, a couple of playoff games at Southern Illinois. Yeah, getting to the quarterfinal, yeah. semifinal run. Yeah. I guess that I get that. That's up there in probably top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah no, good, <laughs> good, good, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at the list. I don't see it, but we'll keep <laughs> yeah. So who are we uh, real quick? Who are we uh, we looking at today in summer league, Steve? Who are we who are we scouting out today? Uh, well, uh, you know, there's a. Uh, it's going to be a nice day. There's a bunch of cool matchups that I'm interested in seeing. And, and again, it really doesn't even matter who you know who the teams like the teams are. But to, in the, the Dallas plays Chicago, um, followed by San Antonio, Cleveland, Charlotte, Indiana, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Golden State, and the Knicks. So uh, you'll get a, just a little bit of a mix of uh, four or five you know games that I'll take in and um, enjoy. You know, really enjoy. Some nice, like some some NBA. These guys in summer league. Yeah, you may say, all right. Yeah, that some of the rookies play. Most of this are guys that are just fighting to just right. fighting for to to keep playing. Right, fighting for looks. You know, so that's what I I love about this. This isn't exhibition play. You know, this isn't. This is. I want to continue playing a basketball career, um, whether it's with this team, somewhere else in the NBA, G League overseas but i'm on an nba summer league roster and i want to stay in the nba so i love that part about it i will uh i'll I'll catch some of it as i flip through uh channels and i see it briefly before i move to another channel and uh, you mentioned all those teams i couldn't name one player that'll be on the floor tonight so other than that pretty pumped for it uh you uh nice Nice. 
I hope I hit it big. Uh, hope it, I hope I hit it big at the tables and can go celebrate it, uh, the cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, four hundred and fifty dollars at the cheesecake factory up in the ante. Steve, enjoy Vegas. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Steve Polizziner, he is the wise one. He is the business maven. He is the wise father and youth coach extraordinaire, Palm Beach County Hall of Famer. He knows all, and he teaches you, helps you learn every week here on Ken Levick Alive. Also helping us learn is Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider, former Jets and Dolphins boss. We'll have him at 1.30. He's been beating the Baker Mayfield needs to stay with the Browns train he needs to answer for this, and he will when we come back. He's Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LeBick Alive on ESPN 106.3. The Ken LeBick Alive podcast is free, and it's available for you wherever you get your podcast widely distributed right there at your fingertips right after our show every day. The Ken Levick Alive podcast again, free. Stella Bandwitz, Friday Night Lights, that's him. I'm Ken Levick, and every week we are joined by our football insider, Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets GM, former VP of Football Operations from the Miami Dolphins, and he joins us here on this Friday on ESPN 106.3. All right, Mike, we're going to ask you about Baker Mayfield. You knew it was coming first, and for several weeks you've been saying, hey, the Browns are better off. The Browns are better off if maybe they keep Baker around. Baker might be better off if he tries to mend fences or at least uh, stick around with the Browns, prove himself a little bit. Well, he does get dealt to the Carolina Panthers. A series of questions, uh, a series of questions but I will, I will start with this. Uh, the, the the fact that he gets traded, how does Baker Mayfield fit in that Carolina quarterback room that now two years in a row has gone like reclamation potential in their, their quarterback room? I think he's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I like Matt Corral of uh, Carol, uh, the third round that they took out of Ole Miss, but I think Baker Mayfield gives him the best chance. Now, with that said, I have experience with this Ken. Vinny Tessaveri back with the Jets. We sure. had... Uh, Bittler late with the Dolphins. Um, it's hard to get a quarterback up and running, but I just think Baker Mayfield's the more talented quarterback over Sam Darnold, and I would expect him to be the starter. You know, I go back to 2008 when the Dolphins bailed on Josh McCown and went and got Chad Pennington right at the beginning of training camp, and he ended up winning the job and expedited the process, and they made the playoffs, won the AFC East. Um, could Baker Mayfield conceivably win the starting job week one uh, coming into to the Panthers really late in this process? Yeah, I think he will because I think he's the, you know, the best quarterback. Um, so I would expect him to win the job when it's all said and done. All right, Mike Tannenbaum with us here on ESPN 106.3, our football insider. We've been discussing because this is 12 years Uh, since the decision, LeBron James' decision to come down uh, and play for the Miami Heat. We've been discussing, other than the the Heat title runs, what the best moment in South Florida sports has been since then. I want you to relive this because this came up. This is the Miami Miracle in 2018. Seven seconds left. Tannehill will throw it. And this will end it after the shovel. Or will it? Miami running around, circling, oh look out, Krakowski didn't have the angle, touchdown, 
So you see this, and you were still the VP of football operations for the Dolphins at this time. You hearing that, where were you? How did you consume that? What's going through your head as that sequence is taking place? Yeah, bring back great memories sitting right next to Steve Ross, and you were ready to go to the elevator, go down. Um, go, you sort of like the sweet elevators to the locker room thinking we had lost, and like, um, candidly, we didn't have a great angle on it to see. I thought Gronkowski had the angle on Drake. Obviously, he did it, and, and uh, yeah, the, the rest is history, and, uh, you know, it made history, and it was an incredible moment, and uh, it's really one of a million, but I got to tell you what, like, Adam Gase deserves a ton of credit for that, Ken, because he repped that play over and over yeah. again, and we're like, come on, that'll never come up, and sure enough, it came up, and sort of like how they started the blocking, having Drake where he was, um, it's a great teaching moment for life about just being prepared for things that you think will never come up. And sure enough, it did. And it was, it was a really, it was a special moment. Uh, we had uh, Panther safety, Jeremy Chin on earlier in the show. And he was, we, we were giving him a little bit of, uh, of, of, you know, teasing him about the conditioning test that's coming up. Once he gets to training camp, he's like three weeks out. Uh, and he's like, I, it's no problem. I'm good. I'll kill that conditioning test. When it comes to guys taking care of themselves in the offseason, you as the GM or whatever title, VP of football operations, what is said to players during the offseason, the expectations, who delivers that message? How does that work so guys do pass that conditioning test when they come in day one? Yeah, it's really for their own good. You know, Basically, what you're trying to do is just make sure they're coming in in a modicum of conditioning because all the data can uh, – it's to show that a lot of the injuries that happen, especially soft tissue uh, injuries, happen in the first three days of training camp. So it's how they earn a living. It's really uh, not as a punishment. It's really more of a check and balance. Yeah, and uh, so I just remember a couple of times when I covered the Dolphins, this is before your time, there were a couple of players who uh, would would fail the conditioning test, but it was also more because they would have been rehabbing injuries in the offseason and not so much they were just being lazy. Mike, if you could, uh, tell us a little bit about Greco Chevy. Greco Chevy, they have passed any, any sort of their conditioning run. <laughs> They're best in class. It's a great car buying experience, Ken. We have a Chevy Tahoe. We love bringing an electric car with them. Um, it's a very special place. Uh, Ron and his guys do a great job. Greco Chevrolet, conveniently located on Federal Highway in Delray Beach. All right. Appreciate you, Mike. Have a great weekend, okay? All right. Thanks so much. Thanks All for right. having me. That is Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider here on Ken Levick Alive. And uh, so it's good. We got we got most of the messaging there. Still on the bandwidth, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. Uh, when we return... We will wrap up the week with a variety of different things. Today was always going to be a hodgepodge. It is absolutely a hodgepodge, but things we absolutely have to discuss when we come back. And again, if you missed it, the most hated individual sport matchup, I think maybe that's ever going to be played, comes up on Sunday when the bully Nick Kyrgios and the pretentious Novak Djokovic face off in the Wimbledon final. I am fascinated by this. I don't think the match will finish. He's on the Bandit with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. In light of Aaron Rodgers and that weird like, uh, constellation... 
astrology, uh, evil eye, astrology tattoo that he got. Like the uh, the most Aaron Rodgers tattoo you could possibly imagine. Oh. The only person in this room right now with tattoos is Friday Night Lights. And so I have tattoo questions for Stone Lebanowitz here in just a couple of seconds. Oh, I can't but wait. Before that, I want to get to our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week with a potential once-in-a-lifetime occurrence that happened yesterday at the Scottish Open. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Will Zalatoris. He was in the running at the U.S. Open. He's one of the best players to not win a major. He will certainly be in the discussion for the Open Championship next week. But he hit an approach yesterday at the Scottish Open, and you've got to hear what happened. Kind of stole shot to Fitzpatrick. He's playing a little looper, and there's a lot of speed in this one. It's got to slow down, hit the flag. Oh, Ooh, it hit a lot of the hole. No, did it stop right on top of Fitzpatrick's ball marker? Have you ever seen that? No, I've never. He uses a, a, a big casino chip to mark. He always has. <laughs> so how does he mark it? I mean, I don't know. This is completely new. I've never seen that before. So the ball literally landed on top of Fitzpatrick's ball marker. Like literally on top of it. So I'm curious, how does that work? I'm asking this question. By the way, I'm the host of the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Honda Classic Live, Saturdays, 9 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. How do you, do you just, who's closest to the pin? Who hits next? How does that work? I think a little rock, paper, scissors settles the deal there. I, I don't think that that is actually in the golf rule book, that rock, paper, scissors will settle who hits. This is, this is an honest question, and I know a lot of you play a lot of golf down here. If your ball lands on the ball marker on the green of your playing mate, how do you figure that out? Who hits next? I'm sure whoever is behind. Okay, whoever's on the ne- scorecard. Yeah, whoever's behind on the scorecard, I'm sure gives the line. Okay. So then you're just using the other player's ball marker to then reset your ball and go from there, and then that player is just eyeing where the ball was after he putts, and then you place the ball in that spot. That's it. Because you can't you 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 have to pick up the ball marker. Yeah. So then you're guessing after the fact where the ball was. You're not guessing. You're I mean you're you can staring. put it in the vicinity. You can put it in the very close. But it's much easier vicinity. with a ball marker. How does that work? <laughs> If a ball lands on the ball marker of your your playing partner, who is first to hit? Who's first to putt? And then how do you properly mark the ball of the person that's hitting second? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. And that is, again, the EDS Air Conditioning. Coolest moment of the week. EDS Air Conditioning. They have you taken care of. If your AC goes down, and boy, is it hot, and it is humid, and it is heavy out there right now. It is gross. It is nasty. So make sure that you are on top of this. Don't leave it to the last minute. In a former life, I was having air conditioning problems. I was a lot younger. I wasn't married. I was on my own, and I was lazy. And I'm like, ah, the AC... It feels a little off, but I'm sure it's no big deal. Came home from work one day, 
in West Palm. I was living on Brandywine in my younger days. Pfft, totally gone. No AC. Food was spoiling on the counter. It was a mess, and I had no idea what to do scrambling. Don't put yourself in that position. Right now, if you feel like your AC is not right or it is dead, EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, there are a lot of AC companies to, to choose from. I'm, I'm going to be upfront with that. Can't deny that. But only one air conditioning company is going to try and work its appointment schedule around you. So you're not being held hostage. So you're not being treated like the cable company where you're sitting for days and days and days and days. Uh Uh-uh. Can't function like that. EDS is yes. Remember, EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, they've been doing it since 2006. Family owned and operated. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. The best equipment that is going to stand the test of time, but you need to make sure that you get a hold of them if you want it done right. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. They also handle plumbing duties as well. That's EDS, EDSAirConditioning.com. Will Zalatoris hit an approach yesterday at the Scottish Open that landed on the ball marker of Fitzpatrick. Landed on the ball marker. How do you determine who putts from there? And then how is the person who putts last properly placing the ball after that? I've never seen it. The commentators on ESPN had never seen it before. I think we have an idea, and I think Stone's probably right. Whoever is, is well, based on who's ahead in the round or who last who last won a hole probably hits next. Yeah. But I don't know. I have no idea, and the golf rule book is too long. I'm not going to look that up. I got better things to do. Where are we going? Ron in Jupiter says, I have the answer. Oh, Ron is in Jupiter. Ron, could you please teach us? I sure can. Awesome. But every day I work for a fence co- contractor and I'm traveling all day long. So love your show. Appreciate you. What happens is just like, let's say that, for instance, his ball was behind the marker and not on top uh-huh. of the marker. Okay. He would putt first. Right. But Fitzpatrick would have to move his marker. Correct. He would have sure. to sure. take a yes. sight line, move his marker over, you know, the, the putter club length whatever that is, right. that, you know, about four or five inches. So it would be the same thing with him. He would just take his putter, mark it, eyeball. Got it. Mark, put his marker down, and then Fitzpatrick would end up putting first, even though, in this case, um, Zelatoris was away. Okay. But he can't putt because, it's, because he – so Fitzpatrick would end up putting first, and then he would move his ball back. Zalatoris, and then he would putt. Got it. So you use the length of the putter, you remark the ball, and then uh, first person putts, you remark it off of the the length of the putter, and then you go from there. Okay. Correct. Awesome. Ron, that is honestly... Too good. That is is the best part of the show right there. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I mean, it has been uh, truly, truly... A, uh, a Friday uh, to bang your head against the wall here on Ken Levick Alive, and I'm glad that Ron has brought some sunshine to uh, the proceedings here. That was really enlightening, so appreciate it, Ron. And then what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take that knowledge and I'm going to regurgitate it on Honda Classic Live tomorrow as if I knew the answer to it. That's a good idea. No, I'm just joking, Ron. I'll give you credit for it. Um, So Aaron Rodgers has that absurd tattoo with the lions and the evil eye and the constellations and uh, cosmic uh, whatevers, uh, and it's on his forearm. Yeah. We all, you, me, Jeanette, yesterday sort of panned it, and it looks ridiculous. 
It's complicated. It's pretentious. It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, it's the most Aaron Rodgers tattoo you could possibly find. Why would he just get a tattoo of, I don't know, uh, a Bible verse? Yeah, bi- yeah, 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 bi- a Bible verse. Like any self-respecting NFL player would get, Aaron Rodgers went full Cosmos, okay? I don't have a basis for judging tattoos, though, because I don't have tattoos. Now, I wanted to break down your tattoo game. Okay. Because I get the sense that some of your tattoos were just sort of done on a whim. Is that, and not all of them, but were some of them just done on a whim or did you fully plan out? Because uh, your your left arm is pretty much wrist to shoulder tattooed. You've got some tattoos on your hands and on your finger. Your right arm, your throwing arm You've got a bicep tattoo, a shoulder tattoo. You've got a wraparound forearm tattoo, but your hand is without tattoos as opposed yeah. to your your left hand. Your, your tattoo. Now, none of these are like true sleeves, but your arms are pretty significantly tattooed, especially the, the left arm. The left arm yeah. is definitely the closest to being a full sleeve of the two arms. Now, I I want to I want to ask you about again the process with the tattoos. How long on average did you consider cuz this is the type of tattoo that Aaron Rodgers got that I feel like he's been working on for like a year. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, oh man, this has to be absolutely perfect. I need lines and one needs to be staring at the other and his mouth is open. I need the evil eye. I need the big dipper. I need the whole thing. Orion. Yeah. Like he he planned it out. A year's definitely good. You like it's it's the art's good. I'm just curious how much time you put into actually coming up with what you wanted and where it was going to go. Yeah, so your first one's always your worst one. And that okay. is What's the first one? The first one is the uh the, the your your left shoulder. Yeah. What is that? That's that's a beach with palm trees yeah. on it. So the beach with palm trees <laughs> and the sailfish to go to commemorate Stuart, you know, where I, I So felt. you got you what what uh, when was that? How old were you with that tattoo? You know, that's as soon as you you, you get the legal age. That's the 17 18 year uh, old All right. One. So at age 17, Stone Lebanowitz, uh South Fork High School. Yeah. Yeah. Football star. Right before I'm going off to college. Okay, so right before college, he decides, you know what? I need to, to reconnect with my home any way possible. I am going to sure. get a tattoo on my arm that is uh, beach, palm trees, and and sailfish uh, to to commemorate home. Now, how far from the beach did you live? Uh, ooh, maximum 10 minutes. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you lived like west. West, Maximum like, 10 minutes. Okay, okay. All right, Takes fine. me no time All to right. get there. So, so you just wanted to remember home before you went off to New yeah, York. Yeah, wanted to remember home. I was actually going to junior college in a really disgusting situation with a very small room I knew I'd be going into with three other guys. So I was like, you know what? I, I got to be a little I gotta, tougher. I, I got to make sure everybody knows I'm a Florida boy. You know what? Right. I got to toughen up. I got to show them I'm a right. Florida boy. So I think it really comes at like stages in your life, and I say that as a, a clunky 23-year-old. Uh-huh. Right? I've not yeah. even it, it You've been, been there, done that. Yeah. You've lived I've, a lot. I've not been there, done that, but I think when you go through waves is when you get motivated by certain things. All right. So and I think Aaron Rodgers, in this sense, is kind of getting motivated by the smarter, the slower thinking side of things, and okay. that's kind of where he went. So for me, yeah, just different times so, in my life, whatever. Like this one on my on my finger. Well, let's says, go in order here. Let's go in order here. You had the beach, the beach scene yeah. on your left shoulder. What what was the second tattoo? And when did you know you wanted to get the beach tattoo? By the way, first, as soon as I became of legal age. Okay, so you had been. Uh, it was loading. Okay, uh, it was, all right. So the second tattoo was what? 
probably the one that commemorated my father and my brother and kind of my first family okay. one that I so, threw okay, on that's so, And they so, each have a quote for them. So there's me. Okay, so it's a it's a band on your right arm, and yeah. there's a meaning in it commemorates your father and your brother. Okay, yeah. cool. Family kinda, meaning. Kind of big, middle, small, just kind of a family I would just thing. say probably means a little bit more than the beach palm tree sailfish. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. I All think right. so. Now, now, number three. Number uh, back to the left arm. Yeah, number three was probably on my hands that I had to do away from home because if 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 I did come home with it, I'm sure you, my uh, your your father would um, or your mother for I, that matter. would. I mean, my father's inked up head to toe. So oh, okay, so, so your mother so would be my mother would probably Mama Stone a, would be uh, not happy. Yeah, I mean, she'd shed a few tears most. Got likely. it. All right, so there's a cross. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory yeah. right there. And then oh, ha- what about on your middle finger? So that's ha ha ha, and that was actually I was by myself, and it was the first time I had watched Dark Knight before. So sometimes they take a year, sometimes they take two hours. And it spoke to you. And it spoke to me. And uh, I just, I, 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 I took towards the Joker and stuff and just went out and did it on a whim. So there's the difference in how long it takes or what motivation it might come can from. I, can I tell you, and you and I are friends, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. <laughs> I wouldn't have told you if I wasn't expecting but what was coming. That is patently ridiculous. <laughs> I, I you based off of watching The Dark Knight yeah. got ha, ha, ha. Tattooed on your left yeah. middle finger. Yeah. Okay. And then what came next, I believe, was the spider web. Yeah, the spider web on your elbow, on your left elbow. What's uh, what's that all about? I'm not sure. I I don't think there okay. is that. You deep. didn't think that through a, a ton. I loved it. I thought uh, about it for a long time. So but really, no meaning there. You just thought it looked cool. Yeah, I think Tommy Lee is the star on the elbow, and a lot of guys have the star on them. Uh-huh. And I just I, I figured it's about time that All I right. go I go jailbird on him and I, right. I throw the spider web on my elbow. Uh, so the the right bicep. Yeah. Are you get in the bag. Is that what that's about? That's all that's about. It's an alligator print Birkin bag. <laughs> oh God, is that really get in the bag? No, no doubt about it. Oh God, no doubt about it. What do you what What does everybody show up to work with every single day? And oh, what is man. their goal? What are they doing? What you know? What are you chasing? Right. We wish we weren't here at work. We wish we were on a boat somewhere with, so, our, with our wife and kids. And you can do that living. when you're getting that bag. You can do that when you're getting that bag or if you've already gotten that bag or that's kind of what is you just see down there, the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, man. That rules. That exceeded anything I thought that, that was going to be. It went from having meaning to then a series of tattoos where Stone just sort of, yeah, put ink on me. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. It's going to be much more thought out when you go to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. They have a credit clinic on site. They have bank ripes on site. There is nothing off the cuff there. They are going to find financing that works for you. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. God, I love that car, and I loved the car buying experience there. They want to make sure you can sleep at night and not worry, amongst other things, about your car payment. The selection is amazing. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Be a part of the Greenway Kia West Palm Beach family like I am. You are going to love it. Fuel-efficient vehicle, sporty, something for the family. Got it all. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. For Stone Labanowitz, I'm Ken Levicka. We will be back on Monday. Please be safe this weekend, won't you? Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.